0: Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to in the bag mr brad how you doing today sir
1: good man and true in the bag fashion throwing disc again this week and it was raining so feeling good <laughs> about that but uh it's nice you no, know, we're getting to that daylight savings time which means our weekly is back in the afternoon here at the where at at foundation and you know i'm holding down the lead right now but trevor is starting to, and hunter and all of those guys connor starting to come to weekly so i will not hold first for very long but still I a lot of fun.
0: I held it at least, right? Got to hold the, it. it it matters if you held the title once. Yeah, exactly. Man. Well, I'm sure while out there playing your weeklies, you're a repping our presenting sponsor of in the bag, flippy disc golf, making us mm-hmm. look good, feel good out there on the course.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm excited. Uh, talked to Aaron yesterday or, uh, in the bag merch for us is on its way. So we should have that here in the next week or so. Pretty pumped about that. Um, if you haven't checked out the new designs that he did for us for the in the bag podcast there's a link in the description make sure you check those out pretty cool pretty unique little like blueprint esque um shirt design so i'm excited to get mine in absolutely i think he did a
0: phenomenal job and having chatted with aaron as well it's like he just had such a cool way of viewing how influencers how creators how pros mm-hmm. all of that can work together uh and so check out in the bag merch on flippy's website and there's other creators you can go there and support as well so just grab and support everyone you're
1: loving on the youtubes and on the podcast network one stop shop flippy disc golf absolutely all right so what do we got for us today robbie i know episode 44 we're digging in and uh, I think we're going putters again this week. We are going putters,
0: uh, but this putter in particular is, when we see this bag, uh, Kieran has a unique one, one that I've not seen like this in quite some time, so very excited to have him in. You want to go ahead and bring him in?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Kieran. How you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Um, uh, just just to let you know, it's uh, pronounced Kyron. Everybody everybody Kyren. does it to okay. me. Yeah. Everybody does Kyren. it.
0: Noted. Dude, I apologize. Uh, I Trust me. I am all about a name and being correct about names. Here's here's a fun fact for you guys. Did you know there are people in the world, and maybe you're two of them, that don't love nicknames?
1: Hmm.
0: Like, if someone called me Rob, I would be like, all right, cool. Uh, But then again, I'm also trying to be called Leroy in my life. But I've met people that like, they may be like a Joseph, and I'll call them Joe. And they're like, Yeah, I appreciate it. My name's Joseph. Uh, yeah.
1: My wife's oh. like that. She's a Kimberly. She does not like to be called Kim. So I, I, I guess I married one of those people.
0: Yeah. Wow. So fascinating. So, Kyron, we got it. Locking it in, my man. Um, well, Kyron, welcome to the show. We love for our guests to get to know you a little bit. And so um, we have a couple of questions that are standard that we ask our guests. First, how long have you been playing disc golf?
2: Oh, probably about 10 years. Okay. Awesome. Just a few. Awesome.
0: I love it. And so if we were to set you up on a hole, a uh, wide open field, and we put a basket out there and we said, Hey, we're not looking for your max distance, but we're saying, how far do you think you can controllably throw a golf shot? How far are you talking backhand? How far are you talking forehand?
2: Um, I'm thinking right hand, backhand. 350,
0: forehand 300. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So definitely some competent distance for sure. Uh, do you play in tournaments?
2: I do. Yeah.
0: What division do you play in in tournaments?
2: Uh, typically advanced. Uh, I don't think my, uh, sometimes I wonder if I should be in advanced, but uh, I just kind of jumped up there from rec one year and just stayed. So,
0: <laughs> bro. Mad respect, respect Tyron. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how my tournament journey went. I played literally one tournament. My first tournament I ever played, I played in rec. And I my rating that I got from that tournament, I played advanced from there on out. Uh, nice. Until last year where I decided, yeah, I'm like a mediocre advanced player. Why not jump and be the bottom and worst <laughs> open player every tournament? That'd be fun. Uh, so, alas. All right. So that's distance. Let's talk putting. We set you up on the putting green and you have a stack of 10 putters at 15 feet. You have a stack of 10 putters at 25 feet and a stack of 10 at 40 feet. How many are you making in each station?
2: Um, 15, probably seven or eight. Um, okay. 25 is going to drop <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to say five, maybe okay. four. And then,
0: uh, 42. Okay. I love it. Are you a stepper, uh, or solid base?
2: Uh, I step every once in a while. depends on the distance. Uh, 30, 33, I'm not stepping, but 35 and beyond I'll step. Yeah. Okay.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that is, that's definitely helpful. Final question is, what would you say is the biggest strength of your game?
2: Um, probably little like touch forehand approach shots, um, or maybe my drives. Those are two things I'm most confident. So, okay, yeah. even though the Very drives honest, don't I, go so I, great <laughs> a lot of times, but I feel I, confident I, I, with a driver that. in my hand. <laughs>
0: see that is a feeling that i have never felt and not sure i mm-hmm. i hope one day i will
1: but that is definitely
0: not me my brother mm-hmm. uh, i kind of feel
1: the same with like a chainsaw like i have no business like wielding one but i just feel very powerful and in control <laughs> when i have a chainsaw <laughs> that may be a problem for another podcast i guess but
0: yeah we'll we'll talk about that in our uh, foundation psychiatry or like mm-hmm. our our foundation uh therapy channel we got coming out it'll be great yeah. uh yeah. So spring say, spring 2023 yeah look forward to it guys so um Kyra what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk through your bag kind of ask you some questions about why you have these discs in your bag over others um and I I'm fascinated on the top end of this bag for sure so um quick count you're do you have three six nine 18 you got 19 discs in your bag and out of those 19 uh, eight, 11 of them are fairway drivers or faster, and eight of them are putters. So, the <laughs> obvious question why no mid ranges?
2: Um, some of those putters, so uh, the rats that I throw, um, I feel like I can basically throw those like mids, and okay, um, yeah. So like sometimes they push to 300 feet, so it's kind of like I don't really uh, need a whole lot of a mid range. Although I whenever I did put those uh, discs into the website, I did realize, man, I have a huge hole here right in the middle. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the mydiscbag.com. I would say the nice thing about my disc bag is it does help like show some holes real fast. But the other is. There are certain discs that we have in our bag that like if you don't one cool thing you can adjust the numbers on them um but like if you don't adjust the numbers some of them i remember our second guest we ever had sean came on and he was like yeah i got this origin and where he had his origin on the flight chart and where it actually was very very different mm. so mm-hmm. um yeah so definitely some differences there i can see it and i think i would consider the rat Brad, have you ever thrown a rat or held a rat? I feel like I held one in the use section. I couldn't tell you anything about it, though. Yeah, I definitely think the rat would qualify. I, I call it a putter. I would definitely see it as more of a mid range type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the rat was like somewhat Innova's answer to, like, for one of their first answers to a zone type yeah, deal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking based on what it looks like here. So, uh, but I would say not as stable as the zone by any means Mm -mm. still got some hook to it but uh harpoon like if you remember throwing the harpoon Mm, okay okay so um okay but we want to talk distance drivers uh kyron so you've got in your bag at the top end i i'm very curious about you've got a charger and a shrike in there yeah so what are the differences between those two for you
2: Um, actually, so they're both really pretty new to my bag. I just added them in probably two weeks ago and, um, the chargers straighter, uh, the the strikes a little bit lighter weight and turns a lot more. So I got, uh, for that really, if it's, it's an open field, long distance driver, uh, a little bit tough to control, but I can really get some distance in it. So um, I put it on a hyzer and it pops up and then turns and then slightly fades at the very end. So, yeah, it's kind of fun to watch it fly, but <laughs> it's mainly just for distance. But the charger, it uh, it does actually hook back a little bit, and I don't have to put it on as much hyzer on release, and uh, it goes straight a long ways. So.
0: Okay, so knowing the strikes in there for that kind of mass distance shot, what's the data list, sir, for you?
2: Um, that's really it's pretty much the same. It's they fly almost exactly the same. I, I actually okay. would say that my data list right now is uh, more flippy and turns harder. Uh, so it's it's almost. In fact, I'm going to give it to my dad here in the next couple of weeks because, okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, I wonder because the data list to me. I, Brad, have you thrown a data list before?
1: Uh, no, I haven't.
0: The data list is, I feel like when I see a data list in someone's bag, my two thoughts are one, this dude's been playing for at least seven to eight years uh, because I feel like the modern player just would never even go to a data list. Uh, or two, they received a data list in a used bin or from someone who's been playing for seven to eight years mm-hmm. uh, at least. So yeah, the data list alone kind of sold me out Kyron that like, okay, this man's been around the game for a little bit uh, because I remember having a data list in my bag as well for a little while. and been like, man, this thing is amazing. Uh, yeah. It was like, it's like the first disc that wasn't a katana that you mm-hmm. could just like smash and it just stood up. The problem is classic in of a, you would occasionally find a daedalus that was a destroyer in disguise and you'd be like, Oh, this thing's going to (laughs) fly. So, uh, I love that. I love that you even identified, Hey, the daedalus is getting too flippy. Like I can't trust it enough. So going and finding a different mold, like the shrike, definitely interesting there. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like merge your fairways and your, uh, distance drivers a little bit. So the Roadrunner flippier than the Daedalus?
2: Actually no. Um okay. For some reason that Roadrunner, like I got it. It's max weight, Halo Disc. And uh that the reason why I got it is because I wanted something with uh like a little bit of turn, but then something that would like kind of be a little straighter. And it, it so far it's just been really perfect. And it's I don't really throw it all that much, only on a couple different holes. So it, it's, it's really held its flight pretty well. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not as beat. It hasn't beat in. I've had it in my bag for probably a year and a half now. So, uh, it's doing really well. Come on. Well,
0: let's head over to your destroyers. You got three destroyers in the bag. What do uh, the three destroyers do? Like, what's the differences between those?
2: Yeah. Um, so I can't, uh, how many destroyers do I have on there? Because right now I'm looking at my bag and I have like five in, in the bag, but, uh, that's fair.
0: So it says you have a pink halo star, a black halo and a orange super lightweight one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the pink one is my, uh, stable, this overstable destroyer. So that one is not the one that I'm going to be throwing 350. It's going to go like 300 a little bit more. Uh, it's just really stable. Uh, throw it into a headwind and it fights back every time. Um, and then uh, that black one is just more it's straighter. So it just pushes a little bit further for me. Uh, but still has that reliable fade and uh, the destroyer is probably right now st- that that's uh, the orange one that's uh, lighter weight it's probably somewhere between the charger that I have and the shrike so it's okay. it's probably less stable than that charger but um, more stable than the shrike and uh, basically that's just another one that I that's like in there for max distance if I have a tailwind um, and basically I just want uh, the destroyer is my I feel most comfortable with it like I said I've been only have the uh, the charger and the shrike in there for a couple weeks now um, so I just feel more confident with the destroyer for some reason so
0: yeah so would it be safe would it be safe to say that like with that orange lightweight destroyer, that the that has the job, and the strike is at best going to replace that orange destroyer, not give you a new shot. If that makes sense.
2: Um, probably. However, you know the uh, that strike is it's got a really unique flight, so um, I don't think that I could do the same things with that destroyer. You know, um, yeah so
1: maybe more so the charger then because the charger still goes straight for you a long way, but has a little bit of finish. So maybe that's kind of what that gap there seems a little closer. If I can ask too. So you have your very overstable uh, pink halo destroyer. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then you have this ape that is obviously very overstable. I mean, are they kind of overlapping there or is the ape like a utility disc specifically?
2: Um, It's more utility and it's, um also like one that i keep in the bag for those like extreme wind tournaments you know when you just show up to a tournament and the wind is just treacherous you know so you're you're like Mm -hmm. even even my stable destroyer is turning over and i don't i can't control anything so you just pull the ape out and then and it keeps Mm -hmm. you in the fairway (laughs) you know yeah
0: and contextually, Brad, he's also in Oklahoma. So, oh,
1: okay, yeah, I, I was. That was my next question. So, remind me where you are again. That makes yeah. way more sense. And I mean, I have the similar thing. I have the cloud breaker in my bag, which I have no business throwing, but I have it just in case I like really need to hit something in the wind that and make sure it does not turn on me. So I get that for sure.
0: Okay. Well, Kyron, let's. So I can kind of. So I'm connecting all the dots up there. Um, really the, the disc that I'm most curious about, because you talked about that like touch forehand approach with the rat, um, Mm -hmm. you throw the rat on backhand as well. I'm guessing that's where you can push it up to that, like 300 feet has a little bit of fade to it at the end, not a Mm -hmm. ton, but enough. Right. Um, I'm curious about the AVR three and the devil Hawk.
2: Yeah. Um, so, uh, they feel really similar holes. <laughs> uh, the God. devil, devil hawk is definitely uh, it's more stable, um, and and even overstable compared to the uh, that ABR three. Um, I've been throwing that ABR three a lot longer, um, so it is one of those discs that when I have it in my hand, I just feel more confident with. Um, I just. Um, my brother gave me that Devil Hawk for Christmas and I just kind of put it in the bag and then it just hasn't left. Um, but it's definitely, the Devil Hawk is definitely more more stable. Um, I feel like um, it, it flies farther too. Um, just because whenever I put that much torque on the AVR-3, it tends to turn over on me. Um, okay. It's more, The AVR-3 is more like Um, it's more kind of like the rat like the rat and the AVR3 are really really close to be honest Um, and then the and if I'm like um, you know 200 feet out from a basket and I'm just trying to lay it up really nice and neat by the basket then maybe the uh, the devil hawk whereas the AVR3 is going to come more into play like 100 feet or or maybe a little more so and i throw the devil hawk off the off the off the tee pad a little bit more than i would um the a- avr3 the devil hawk more than the avr3 so okay yeah
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds, I, I would agree hearing you kind of talk about them. It definitely feels like they're filling similar slots. Yeah. Uh, still a little bit of nuance to them that I, I think the challenge I would give and I've given like listeners in the past is take, it sounds like the devil Hawk is it's definitely newer. Yeah. Um, so if you had a round where you were like, take a, take a couple weeks where, you know, you're going to be playing a good bit. And leave the AVR three at home. Yeah, just take the Devil Hawk and ask yourself, like, while you're playing, okay, do I find myself like truly missing the AVR three, and am I missing it because I just like it's a comfort piece, or am I missing it mm-hmm. because I literally am not getting the shots that I need out of said uh, Devil Hawk? So, right, definitely a a curious option there, Brad. We had you go try two discs that I. I think before we like expose those, we have to talk about the voodoos for a brief second, just because if sure. people are watching and they're looking at the chart, they're gonna be like, How are you not gonna talk about the fact that he has four discs in his bag of the same mold? Um mm. so your voodoos, we had talked off air. You said you mostly use them for putting. You sometimes throw them for warm-up, but sometimes during a round.
2: Um Right. Uh, so, in the in the round, um, typically, I'm either throwing. So there are two my uh like pure pure white voodoo's. They're uh they're my my new kind of putters that I just putt with. Uh, they have a more reliable like flight path than some than the other two that I have in my bag. Um, so I will do like a, a touch approach shot, like a right hand backhand, just kind of floated up near the basket. Um, uh, the other two are kind of more beat in, and I every once in a while we'll throw one off a tee pad through the like through a really wooded course, um, and it's got to be a really specific hole. Uh, like right now, I'm thinking of uh, Noble. There's a hole where I just, it's hard to get through the trees. And whenever, uh, when my disc hits a tree, uh, I just want it to kind of fold and fall, you know, as opposed to uh, hit the tree and shoot into the really thick trees. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, they're, uh, I carry the extra two voodoo's just because I'm warming up before the round and I don't want to have to constantly be walking instead of putting. Uh, so I carry four Um, so yeah, so I get more reps in.
0: Yeah. So Brad, as someone who didn't throw a lot of mid ranges for a long time, Mm -hmm. can definitely kind of connect with that. Like I have putters that go as far as my mid ranges. I thought Mm -hmm. this was a very unique challenge for you. What, what two discs did you end up throwing today?
1: All right. So I threw the, uh, zero medium pure today and cosmic electron proxy.
0: Okay, so the proxy, we, we know you have a relationship with the proxy already.
1: Mm-hmm. With an Eclipse proxy, which after throwing today, there's are different disks, <laughs> and that's okay. It fills the gap that I want from it, but it also made me like, think about, again, we all know that plastic affects flight and, and stability, so that it's very obvious Eclipse versus Cosmic Electron. I'll just say that.
0: Okay. So going into today, how did you feel like... Did you have a one that you were like, this might win out before you even throw the discs?
1: Yeah, I thought the proxy because obviously I've already thrown it. I love the envy; they have a very similar hand feel. So I I had high hopes for the proxy winning out initially.
0: Okay, and then how that how did it go while you were out there?
1: Uh, it went really well. I mean, the proxy flew like I expected it to. Like I expected it to be less, I mean, more understable than the Eclipse one. Obviously, um, the pure I threw. In a, uh, like a special episode we did with Jesse, shout out Jesse, Trash Panda, when we can kind of compare the Pure to the inner core, just from a flight perspective. Um, And I really liked the Pure that I threw and I just kind of never went back to it. And um, these Zero Medium Pures came out not too long ago. And they just have, if you pick them up, like to put them on the shelf or whatever, they felt really good. So I was kind of excited to throw them. And what I remembered liking about the Pure is how straight they are, like out of the box but also how like they're not like going to flip on you and you can like kind of effortlessly get them out to that like 200 220 range with a kind of like a just nice smooth uh, toss if you will um i definitely think the pure has more glide than is in the flight number which is fine Um, but yeah very straight good hand feel like i like a a throwing putter to have a little bit of like bulk on the rim but not too much and it's just like in that nice medium spot um, so the pure really impressed me today. If you have specific questions, Robbie, I can answer those.
0: Yeah. So Kyron has a lot of stable stuff in his bag. I, from mm-hmm. hearing kind of your descriptions, Kyron, like when you're throwing, especially like your rats or your AVR or your devil Hawk, when you're really seeing the most turn out of it is because you've over torqued it or like thrown it too hard, which mm-hmm. in Kansas or in Oklahoma wind can be like a, I'm sure you kind of have to have somewhat more stable stuff in your bag. Uh, but I'm imagining that it's not 30-mile-an-hour winds every day of the week. Not um, every day. So, Just every um, other day. Yeah. So I wonder, Brad, as someone who also, like, you know, that natural anhyzer release that we're working on, uh, stepping into, like, the more neutral to under stable options, mm-hmm. how did you feel, like, does that open up easiness for shots does that like what kind of options does that give you
1: yeah well i will i will say that over the course of the last couple of weeks really made a concise effort to fix that anheuser release i think we're pretty much there um, with some tips you gave me robbie when you were in town but um definitely with a more neutral option that i know i'm not going to turn over it gives me some confidence because really uh, you know the, I, I think the hardest shot in disc golf is a straight shot like a tunnel shot straight up the middle. Um, but also you want something that's not so like understable that it flips on you immediately, but you want something that has like a touch of understability so you can like shape very easily. Cause again, I'm still like a relatively new player in the scope of things and like shaping, like is not exactly the easiest thing to do. Right. So like uh, that's what I liked about the pure. I kept like in my head mentally making a note, like, Love how the proxy feels. It flies like I think it can, but I don't know how much shaping I can do with this proxy. It's like going to be a specific shot or maybe two specific shots. The Pure, um, I I threw it like, um, I think it was 260 or something on a big Sky Anheuser. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that. But it, it'll hold the Anheuser line. But if I like chuck it and throw, want to throw it very straight, it'll flip up a little bit for me and just go very, very straight for a long time. So I had some versatility that I wasn't kind of expecting.
0: Hmm. I I noticed when you said like the hardest shot in disc golf is that stray shot. Kyron had a very, for those of you watching, had a very uh, big reaction to that. Uh, I'm sure most of us can feel that deep in our soul. So I guess my question coming down to it, Brad, is looking between these two discs, seeing Kyron's bag, seeing us all kind of through it, is there one of those two options that you think would open up some shot shaping opportunities for Kyron and what he's got in his bag right now?
1: Yeah. And like I said, I, I was completely prepared to recommend the proxy, but pure one today. Um, when I hear heard you talk about that specific hole in the woods. Now we don't, I mean, it's fine to have discs for specific holes and specific places you play all the time. That's fine. But I think the pure will give you that comfort And I think you'll like the hand feel of it based on like kind of the plastic types you you have in your voodoo and like your devil hawk. Um, I think you'll like how this plastic feels Uh, somewhat different, but I think it has like the vibe of the feel that you like. Um, I think it'll be easy for you to shape, especially for you who's been playing longer. And I'm going to assume probably have better form and such. Um, I think you'll be able to shape this very easily. It also has a little bit of gumminess to it. So if it hits the trees you talk about, it's not going to spin off and go 150 feet into the deep trees that kind of hit and sit hopefully for you. Um, I don't know. I think you'll have some effortless distance in here, but also for you, I think you maybe be able to hyzer flip this a little bit more. I think you'd be able to do a lot more shot shapes than I would be able to do with it as well.
0: Yeah. So Kyron, does that sound like something you're interested in? Be willing to uh, test it out and let us know if it actually helped or anything?
2: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Dude, come on. Well, we would love to have you on for a future episode then, uh, if you're willing. For sure.
1: Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll get this shipped out to you, Kyron. I will be very curious to see um, how you feel about it. And I, I I think you'll love it. I think it fits very well in your bag and gives you some options on that, like neutral to right side of the graph here that you just don't currently have. So thanks. Yeah, dude. Well, Kyron,
0: thanks for coming on, man. Hope it was a painless as all, uh, painless as possible. We'll say, uh, and yeah. looking forward to having you on a future episode, man. All
2: right. Thanks.
0: Here we go. 44 episodes on our way to conclusion, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just crazy. I feel like we're. I I love that we continue to evolve, and I love that. Yeah, like
1: that this, was efficient. It Everyone, was. that was an efficient episode. We had some time constraints for our guest. We wanted to be respectful of him. We headed off to work, but that was efficient. Yeah.
0: So hopefully, a little bit of a shorter episode for you guys. Uh, I know we've heard some people in the past have been like. I really love those shorter episodes. And then other people are like, nah, man, I like when you talk about the foils on the discs and like mm-hmm. I want that elaborate in the bag.
1: Yeah, let us know in the comments what's your ideal yeah length of this podcast? I'm I'm very curious to hear what you all say. So leave that in the comments below. Yeah. If it's zero, I'm sorry. But <laughs> We're not quite there, but yeah, you know, if it's it,
0: zero, you're not helping yourself by commenting. I'll just go ahead and let you know that. Uh, yeah, you're going to yeah. get this are, recommended more to you.
1: Yeah. Why are you here? Um, but yeah, like, is it, is it 30 minutes? Is it 40 minutes? Is it 60 minutes? We'd like to know. Cause again, yeah. I think for me, I think it just varies on the topic. So I'd be curious to see what you all say.
0: Totally. Totally. And we, I will say I'm trying to switch things up with not only like the guests we have and which ones we're talking about, but next week. We have a super special episode. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a very unique one because we aren't bringing this person on in an effort to sort of uh, like critique their bag or mm-hmm. to recommend anything. Uh, but we're gonna bring them on, and she's gonna kind of take us through her journey. And we're because I feel like Brad, we've spent so much time over forty-four episodes learning how to build a bag. Mm-hmm. And teaching people how to build a bag so what if we brought someone else on who's gone through their personal journey of doing this um, on a professional setting and love it See what we can learn from that
1: yeah no I think it's great I hope you' all uh, stick around for that episode next week It should be a blast I'm very excited about it too absolutely
0: but today we have a special sponsor of the episode if we want to call it that right there's yeah. well uh the heiser club is mm-hmm. if you guys aren't familiar the patreon. Uh, of foundation disc golf. And if you've ever listened to a foundation podcast before, you probably heard about the Heiser club, uh, the Heiser club invitational coming at the end of the year or middle of the year, but Brad, there's something special going on with the Heiser club in the month of March.
1: Yeah. So March, what we're doing uh, for all of you who have said, Hey, I might want to be a part of the Heiser club. I might want to get some discounts. I might want to have access to exclusive merch and exclusive store and extra podcasts, extra videos. Um, you know, and you're like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to try it or not. This month is a month to do that. Uh, we're offering a 30 day free trial to the Heiser club, uh, this month. So now's your chance go in um you can just go to patreon.com foundation disc golf i believe forgive me we'll put the link in the below so uh, in the description below so it's easy for you all to find uh but just go there and you could just sign up like you're going to sign up normally and the the 30-day free trial option will be there just click on that and you're in you can get access to the Heiser club mailbag um, again, additional video content. Um, and then there's some discounts, exclusive merch that everyone has access to. If you're a member of the Heiser club, it's pretty cheap every month. So there's different tiers and different options. You get different perks for each of those levels, but Hey man, it is worth, if you love foundation content and want some extra, that's a very easy, cheap way to get that. So try it out this month for uh, 30 days for free.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the best parts about like a Patreon community is access to a, um, like a Discord and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is really fun because, especially if you find yourself as someone who is watching live disc golf, there's a live disc golf chat inside Mm -hmm. of the Heiser Club where now, When you're sitting at home, I know for me personally, uh, Brad, you're fortunate enough that if you want to watch live disc golf like Kimberly and the kids will, I'm sure, watch some of it with you. They will actually. Yeah, that ain't me, brother. Uh, (laughs) When I'm watching live disc golf, like I kind of have to convince my wife to want to be a part of it and watch it with me. Um, And so like when Calvin was tearing it up at LVC, I'm sitting there and live discord chats going nuts and I've got other people going nuts with me. Meanwhile, the people at home are like,
1: what's happening? Shh. I'm trying yeah. to watch Emily in Paris, my guy. Like, That's funny. Uh, well, that, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then also um, our Heiser Club actually gets early access to drops. So that is also huge. a huge thing too. So in the era of things selling out instantly, it is definitely a perk to be a part of the Heiser Club. So uh, again, we'll link it in the description below. It's a 30-day it's a tri- uh, free trial, a true free trial. So just try it out. If you like it, we'd love to have you hang around. And uh, we're going get, to keep getting more and more involved with that group of people because they are our core people. And Absolutely. we'd love you to be a part of that.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of uh, early drops and early access,
1: Brad, what's new in the warehouse? Well, speaking of core and core people, we've got oh. a restock of the inner cores Hey-o. from Trash Panda. Look at that. Just, that was like segue into a segue. Love that. Um, But, you know, we got to restock there. Um, Again, um, everyone's loving them. Jesse, shout out again, sent me a couple of the factory seconds that are sweet. So I'm working on that. I've been putting with them in the warehouse, and I'm just like, why am I not putting with these things? Wow. Uh, Okay. it's like I I get, I get can't hit a 30, 40 footer with my roaches to save my life right now, but I just tossed them randomly. The last two days I made like 90% of them from 40 feet. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something working here. But anyway, we got those restocked. Um, we have a, a few ledgestone discs left if you haven't got those. Um, Doomsday, um, if you want to try out those molds, are available as well. Um, we had a new trilogy drop. Uh, it's today's Thursday when we're filming this. So there's some a new uh plastic drop in there uh the very very beautiful fusion orbit enforcers yeah they're they're just Gorgeous. beautiful. um there's a moonshine uh is it true no judge moonshine judge a um, couple other cool um uh, supreme releases are coming out so make sure you check out the new releases there for all the, the trilogy um i'm gonna say maybe maybe i got the shipping information We might have the new um, get freaky zones up Friday at five o'clock.
0: We're supposed
1: to get them in tomorrow. Um, It just depends when the truck gets here, but we'll do everything in our effort to get those up. If you haven't seen them, they look sick. So those will be available hopefully when you're listening to this podcast. So if you're listening to it now, pause it, go get you one because they might be gone if you don't. So those should go up. Um, As always, the bogey bro stamp, um, uh, in the end of a stamps that we have. So we have rock threes, Toros, firebirds and destroyers. We have a few of those left. So make sure you check those out. Um, and then we also have new dry fits. So check those out. Robbie doesn't know this, but he has a couple headed his way. I sent them oh. out yesterday to him. Oh, so my Atlanta. I know gifts on gifts. So Ready in time. Make sure you check those out. So, um, appreciate you all, uh, as always, because of the shopping you do at FoundationDiscs.com, because of the consuming you do of our, youtube content and our podcast it makes us be able to do what we all love to do so thank you all so so much for that and uh we look forward to seeing you all and hearing from you all in the comments on this episode and the next one
0: absolutely well guys thank you so much for tuning in we hope you have an amazing rest of the week fantastic mm-hmm. weekend and while you're out there you're like man i threw that disc it was so good what do you do with it
1: well, i guess you uh, keep it in your bag. we'll see you all next week